Well, welcome. The topic that we're going to be t discussing is called freedom. And experiencing freedom within your relationship is really important. And uh, I once did a, a whole topic just um, for business owners about this, and I want to really adapt that to you as a couple. Okay, and as I said, you know, couples in business that we've spoken about before firstly need to be whole within themselves. And so as we go through each of these topics, I want you to think about yourself, but then I do want you to think about the other person. Okay, because we want to start bringing in that this is important that uh, the two of us are working to, to our strengths to be able to get a certain outcome. And so the first one that we want to talk about is uh, the F in freedom is about being in your flame. Okay, so if you think about um, a candle and the candle has wax and then it has a flame, it doesn't cost a candle anything for a flame to light another flame. So it's much easier when we're all doing what we're very good at as opposed to trying to be something that we're not. And so what I found within couples in business was the, um, the first thing that was very, very clear was when um, one person was sort of the, the dominant person within the business and the other person was expected to pick up and fix everything that they didn't like to do. And the, the reason why that was so predominant was that I was sort of the person that, you know, had the vision for the business and was running around achieving a lot of the, the sales aspect and, and then leaving a huge wake of, of challenges in my path that needed to be tied up or fixed or, or things that needed to be um, completed. And so I started to get negative feedback and therefore I stopped coming up with ideas because the feedback was um, preventing that flow of information and I wasn't in my flame at all. It got to the point where I'd go to ask for something to be done and straight away my talk would be don't even bother. It's not even worth it because you're going to have to have a discussion on why you want that done now or why it's important you may as well just do it yourself. So if you're facing that sort of situation and it might be someone else in your team that's causing you to feel that then just recognize that that's a good sign that you haven't got the team around you that's helping you to stay within your flame of what's great. And so what I had to learn was that was my natural talent and ability was almost to create the chaos within our business to set vision and set targets that you know everybody else felt was a real stretch and yet there was something there that was um, synergistic to say look can we pull this off can we actually achieve this and when you're in business to be honest, if you don't have someone in your team that's setting vision and some goals, then the challenge can be is that you're either stagnant or you're going backwards. Okay, so it is important that if that's not you, that you do have someone, even an outsider, come in and help you to stretch that part of your business, that vision part. And then for you to be you. Okay, so what are you great at when you think about yourself in the flame as opposed to in the wax? And a simple exercise is just to have a look in this next week. Every time you're doing something that you don't like to do, write a list of it. Start getting a list of chores that you sort of see that are in your wax as opposed to in the flame. And then keep a list of everything you love to do, where the time just flies, where you absolutely enjoy it. You might prefer going out and meeting people and doing business that way, as opposed to getting on the computer and checking emails and paying bills and, and all that type of thing. And what we want to start looking at is for you, what are those things that are in your flame? And every individual is different. 
Okay, so that's the first part of, uh, of freedom is when you can start to allocate some time every single day where you're doing activities at your prime time during the day and they're things that you love to do when you're flying. And you'll generally find that'll be the favourite part of the day and it's not so difficult then to swap over and do those other harder tasks because you've topped yourself up nice and early in the day. So that's certainly something that I think as a couple, um, you know, when Kent and I started to have a look at different aspects of our, um, of our life, just our home life, um, we naturally found things that we didn't mind doing and, you know, then started feeling a bit resentful that that other person never did those things. So we had no rules of the game. And, you know, it's just meaning that, you know, when you're going to communicate with somebody, it's important to communicate it from your truth as opposed from your ego or that mind chatter. Because if it meant that every single night I washed up because he cooked and I prefer washing up because he cooks, then I'm happy to just decide for this next hundred weeks I'll do all the, you know, washing up and drying of dishes and putting everything away if he'll focus on actually buying the food and cooking the food. When we looked at our strengths, that was really, was in our strengths anyway. And so why fight that? And I see couples when I go and sit with them, they're fighting about things that really um, are insignificant when it comes down to, um, you know, looking back over your life, arguing about little things that are insignificant because they're the things that are convenient to fight about. And so we'll use those little tiny things to fight because really it's covering up the underlying emotion, which is the real issue. And, um, and it took me a long time to discover what those truths were for me in my relationship. But I tell you, when they start to surface, when you, when you really start to, um, to work together as a couple and you get down to some of those core issues, um, it might be that, well, if you don't cook for me, I just don't feel that you love me anymore because you don't want to nourish me. I mean, it might get right down to those sort of issues that, that I started to see that when he was cooking for me, that that actually meant that he, he loved me because that was his way of showing that early in our relationship. And so somewhere where the rules had changed, obviously that love had stopped. And, and yet what I was really arguing about is I'm busy, I make all the money, so you should feed me. You know, so that's not gonna get us anywhere when we start to enter into a, a conversation about, well, you're, you said you were gonna do the cooking or you always did the cooking, what's changed? Those types of discussions I found didn't work for me. <laughs> okay, so I don't know where you're at, but um, communication was the response I was getting and uh, certainly I wasn't getting the response that I liked, so I had to change, okay, the way that I was communicating. And generally when I could get right back down to that truth and look within myself to say, well, what is it about me that likes to be fed? What is it about me that likes someone to, to provide that role? And, um, and really came right down to that core issue. That was something that then I could accept and then I could change and I could love myself enough to cook for myself. Okay, so once again, it's just a great opportunity for that person to be the other person to bring up our own areas of forgiveness. And so once we learn how to forgive ourselves and we're whole, then the relationship goes to the next level. But whilst we feel half or we don't feel good enough and we're not in our flame and we're not doing things in, with the right intention and we're picking on each other, we're actually in a spiralling situation that can head downwards. 
And so it's just important just to catch it. We're not at this stage wanting to, um, to go any deeper than that, but just to start catching ourselves and say, you know, I think I'm, I'm communicating in a way that isn't truthful. This is what I was writing about in, in my journal and I encourage you both to start writing things out and thinking for yourself because you don't need to burden your partner with every single thought that comes into your mind. Especially if you're female and you say, oh, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this. There's just too much information. You're better to get a book. I use you know, journals, books, just blank art books, and I write and I write and I write and I write and I write. And um, I know that our relationship's in a good place when we'll sit down, you know, have some quiet time during the week, and Kent will say, well, what are some of the things that you've been writing about? And that's my permission to say, can I tell you? Can I, can I go get my book? Can I actually share with you? And he's interested then because he realises it's not about him he's now listening in on my self-discovery tour and um, and then is quite fascinated at what's been going on and then can say wow okay well how does that apply to me if he wants to but it's not about that it's not that I'm writing because I want to change him it's because I want to get to a point where I can be in my flame all of the time so let's have a look at then how we start to do that and the first part that I realized is I needed a different backdrop my backdrop to life was scarcity my backdrop to life was attention seeking or whatever it is you know reframing meant that I had to change the backdrop of my story because the story was going to continue like life will continue going on as a couple but when you change the backdrop you can reframe everything that's happening um, for you to move forward and so you know I just suggest that you have a look at what is uh, the reframe that you need to do for yourself and um, you know for, for us we were very much using our rear vision mirror looking what had happened in the past and we were continually talking about what had happened in the past and I think that as a couple that was not getting us anywhere because um, you know if I said right I'm going to be doing this from this week and then I was reminded of the last time that I'd said that and, and how I'd failed or, or how that had never come off in a sarcastic tone boom, I would crash straight away without even stepping into it so reframing was about continually just allowing that person to be able to um, focus forward what's going to change from this moment forward and a great mentor of mine would say your past is not your future and that is a reframe okay another one that I use is I'm be I'll be better when I wake up I'll be better when I wake up and I just every time I go to sleep I'm, I'll be better when I wake up better at what better at everything Okay, so if you're finding that you're just having a you know, bad moment, a bad day, a bad situation, just go and lie down and have a sleep. <laughs> okay, I would just let that cloud pass, say I'll be better when I wake up. And so these little reframing or affirmations that you can use just start to change the filter of the situation that's occurring because your backdrop's changed and you know that things are going to get better. Alright, so have a think about um, and catch yourself on, on what it is uh, that is your framing for what you're doing. And the, the critical thing, the E that comes into freedom as a couple is that you need to go and have more experiences. Okay, so you know we ramped up our experiences. We would write down a few things um, that we really wanted to experience, whether they were holidays or skydiving or you know um, weekends away or you know shopping trips or, or goals. We really got very clear on some experiences that we wanted to have as individuals and then encouraged each other to do that. The other thing that we um, set about doing was to write out an ideal day. 
Okay, so I would write out my ideal day. Dunk, 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 and I would actually have it in written form and um, Kent would have his ideal day in written form and then we would pick a time we'd say well you can go live your ideal day alright so we knew what each other's ideal day was now we'd ramp those up so when we're out to dinner or we're at parties or whatever we'd start to talk to other people say what would your ideal day be anywhere on the planet and it was literally wake up you know, go on a plane and be snowboarding for, you know, three hours and then catch a helicopter and then go to a winery and then from the winery go and do a, you know, um, downhill mountain biking, you know, trek or you could fly to Paris for dinner, you could go to New York to the theatre, like just take all the boundaries and time out of it and say what would an ideal day comprise of if you could do or be anything on the planet? and just allow those experiences to start to wash over you for each other to go oh wow that would be his ideal day and it doesn't include me isn't that interesting or you know that wow the ideal day that I have planned doesn't include him isn't that interesting okay so you start to realize that the experiences that you need are always for you okay so everything starts with you so what do you want if you're going to work and you're going to have a business and that business is going to make profit, wouldn't you want that profit to give you better experiences? And yet I see couples that they can't even go out and have a good time because in the back of their mind their reframing is I should be back doing those invoicing or I haven't checked all my emails or I haven't done that and they're talking about work all the time, there's no boundaries and so is that the experience that you want to have? And you need to start looking at that area and start to say, wow, we're choosing these experiences. How can we choose a better experience? After you've had an experience, so you've gone out and done something, I found that unless I went back and looked at my expectation around that experience, that's the second E in freedom, that I never learnt any lessons. If my expectation was, oh, this is going to be a really bad day, I just feel like, you know, my I just am not in the mood to do this or somebody's sick or, you know, I just don't feel like, you know, there's the right kind of um, intention behind this sale or whatever it is, then that was generally what played out anyway. Okay, now think about that in your relationship. You can go into a conversation about money and it can blow up in your face big time and you can end up in tears and talking for hours and hours and hours and wasting lots of time. Go back and have a look. What was your expectation? And I just learnt so much about myself because I would build up all these barriers. Right, and this is what I'm going to say and I'm going to talk about it this way and you know, we haven't done this and I haven't achieved this and I bet he'll say that and so I better make sure that I say this. And by the time I went into the conversation, I'd actually already had several conversations. So whatever came back at me, vroom, I was down their throat. Okay, so... Just be careful that um, you're not playing out the movie in your mind and then assuming that that is who that other person is because that's not forgiving them. That's not allowing them to change and to be a better person every single time. And, you know, I found that, especially in my closer relationships with my brothers and sisters and my mum and dad, and, you know, I didn't allow people to change because I had so much data backward data of how they'd reacted and responded in the past 
that when they did give me a new reaction, I counted that as the exception, not the rule. <laughs> I can't just go, oh, that was weird. They didn't judge me or they didn't criticise me. Hmm, okay, I mustn't have explained it right <laughs> because they never criticised me. So that's a negative self-image. Okay, so it goes back to that first session. So have a look at, you know, your expectations in general about business. Okay, one of you might have a very, very positive expectation and the other person in the partnership has a very negative expectation. Do you think that's going to have a clashing effect? Now I can tell you absolutely 100% whenever I set a goal and Kent did not back me in that goal as a couple, we never achieved the goal. And was that frustrating? Oh my goodness, that was the most frustrating thing. And I started to really judge that, that, you know, that was a pessimistic side or, you know, a, some type of I would, you know, get quite resentful or, or challenged or then I'd just give up and say, why don't you set the goals and then I'll just go and achieve them. I didn't have any kind of concept of what I should be doing um, to change that. And it wasn't that I was um, realising that he was um, pessimistic. He was trying to be realistic for me because he knew me better than any person on the planet. Okay, so your partner might be the same. They might not be pessimistic. They might be realistic. And when he taught that to me and said, I'm, I just really know what you're capable of doing because I've observed and I've watched you for seven years in business. So when I hear you say that, the reason I hesitate is I don't want to red flag absolutely everything that you're doing. But at the same time, I don't want you to burn out and then realize that you're burnt out for nothing because that reward wasn't really aligned to who you really are. So it takes a lot of courage for a partner to really speak up and say words like that. But I tell you what, it takes an awful lot of forgiveness and love to hear those words and then change. And that's what it took, really, I would say, to, um, to have those better experiences was to encourage my team around me, and that started with my partner, to tell the truth to me in a way that was packaged up that I could then go and cope with that truth. Don't tell that person truth in the middle of a coffee shop. Don't tell them that truth in the middle of a you know, dinner or a date or, or you know, a party or in front of strangers or anything like, goodness gracious, you know, just know the person that you're delivering the message to and have a set time where it's appropriate to deliver that message and then allow that person the space that they need to process that message. And that for me was usually, you know, 24 hours. It wasn't a 10 minute discussion. This was a whoa, you're asking me to change my entire backdrop on goal setting and, you know, my goals and everything that I have just told my entire team and now you're saying it's not realistic and now I have to go back to the team and change the goal. That's going to take me a few hours to really be okay with that. So, you know, we just need to understand that, you know, those expectations are really important. But the next one of the D of freedom is the disciplines, the daily disciplines of what it's going to take. Um, you know, for ourselves and as a couple um, to be able to have that sense of freedom within your relationship. And that's allowing the other person to get out and have some, some free time. I mean, we both realised that once we had a family, um, time just closed, collapsed in on itself. There just felt like there was never enough time to get a breath because there were just lists and lists of unfinished things that needed to be done in business, in family, in friendships, in social. And we just had these feelings of negative bank accounts across every different relationship. And so when people needed us, we just couldn't say no. We just didn't have any kind of framework around how do you say no, because we'd always been the people that were open doors, come on in, share your time, and we just were burning out. So I'd say that the daily disciplines of what you need for yourself 
once you go into business is to be quite you know guarded and quite strict with those daily disciplines which might mean you have to get up a bit earlier to go get that exercise or that quiet time but in terms of sanity and long-term um, success it's worth it it's worth giving up that 40 minutes of sleep to go for a run or a walk or whatever and just connect in with what you need to do because that's going to take you towards where you want to go so as a couple what are the daily disciplines that you need as an individual what are the daily disciplines um, you know get disciplined in every area of your business what are the disciplines that need to happen on a weekly basis in finance in marketing in sales you know around managing the business you know go through every different part of that organizational chart and look at the disciplines because you know some people just fall down because they're just not prepared to do the basics you know so when you think about you go into a gym and you want to you know look fantastic but no oh, I don't want to run I don't want to cycle I don't want to do any courses I certainly don't want to lift any weights I just want to join the gym um, great analogy if it's like no you know that's that's not that's not the way to to go about that process and it's the same here if you want um, success in business and you want those rewards in business there's some things that you're just gonna have to do and might they be out of your flame or unpleasant yeah they might be so you want to make sure you've got I used to use the egg timer you know on the on the oven or that little timer and the things that I didn't like to do put the timer on play you know music in the background whatever and just rip in and get it done alternatively if it was finance and it was a bit of a, a challenging situation give myself a three-hour block and if I put that close to the end of the week and as soon as I'd done that task I was allowed to finish up for the week and I got that to the point where I was doing that Thursday morning and my weekend was Thursday afternoon Friday Saturday Sunday okay so you, it's amazing what you can squeeze in when you really start to get focused in on, on what your goals are owning what it is that you want is the O in freedom there's got to be that ownership factor that we kind of talked about in the in the first section but I think it un, the way that I have experienced it for myself is that ownership comes in onion layers I'm willing to own a certain portion of my life in a certain fashion now but then it unfolds okay so um, it's progressive disclosure there's no need to um, to worry about what level of ownership because it will just start to unfold as you move forward as a couple so I didn't panic that it felt like I was moving faster than Kent in certain parts of our you know eight year growth pattern or growth cycle because for me it would just unravel at the pace that it was meant to unravel at now when he stepped forward he would do that in massive steps so his one step was kind of like 15 or 16 tiny steps for me and so I'd work 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 he would then go and he and then I'd go wow work 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 and then so out of his four steps of change in one year I would be changing every week okay now is that better no it's just different everyone has their unique entrepreneurial cycle and for people who don't necessarily like change they'd rather just back it all up and do it in one big shift and for other 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 of us that don't mind change and it comes in little tiny packet portions regularly and so you just have to work out as a couple which one are you okay which one in that partnership are you might might both like little portions of change and so there's always you know lots of change and and uncertainty going on you know uh, for me it was great that Kent was very stable 
he had that you know he was the same and then when he changed he went boom and he just changed and we got used to that new model and he was like that for a period of time and then change 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 so that's kind of how it worked for us so I hope that that kind of helps to see that when you take ownership for for yourself you've got to know how you change and take ownership around that to experience more freedom obviously that's our goal from this session is to say well if it's not causing me more freedom if I'm feeling more restricted and if I'm feeling more lack or, or more fear then you're probably not changing in the right direction you're not aligned okay so you've got to go back and have a look at what's irritating you and what do you really want and start to get aligned and a lot of us get stuck because we think we can't change or we can't align and and that's just not true that is not the truth Alright, so that's where we can get stuck in situations where we need to go back and reframe. Have a look at where our framing is. You know, and I always thought I'd be the primary breadwinner in our family and I would be stuck there forever because I just couldn't see a possibility of that ever changing. So therefore that was my framing. If I wanted to change my framing, I needed to completely smash that belief system and say, you know, I am a full-time mother on an X amount of passive income stream you know so I needed to completely change my reframing and know that I could work and get paid magnificently for that work over and over again in a passive style so what I had been doing is saying well if I don't work obviously he needs to work and he's not working so therefore I can never stop and we were stuck I had stuck myself in that position and you know I didn't I didn't marry Kent so he could go out and work for 40 years that wasn't my initial plan but I tell you what after 10 years you start to go what was my plan did I even have a plan have I taken ownership of my plan and so you know all I'm doing is sharing these examples because they're real life examples and I hope that you get that is just to help you to um, have that conversation in these different areas of what level of ownership of that onion are you at right now and as it starts to shed, as it starts to open up and you go, actually, I do want a new car. I really do. I never thought that I did. I would like one. I'm going to go look for them. I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to, I'm going to get that for myself. Will you help me get that? Um, and that's as simple as it can be in every area of your life. Well, I didn't realize, but I do want this. That's great. Now I'd start taking ownership, start moving towards it. And that's really the key when we get through that freedom program, it's the key to materializing things. Okay, that, that was a process that, you know, always seemed a bit airy-fairy to me when people said, oh, well, you just visualize or you verbalize it or you have to idealize in your mind. There are all these different processes. Um, I had to come up with a process for myself, which was very much if things were going to materialize, well, then, of course, I needed to know that they fit within my framing. I needed to go back and have a look at that backdrop of where it was that I was coming from before I could even start to idealize or verbalize. Because I have done lots of goal setting and, and chanted a lot and said lots of affirmations and all sorts of things for nothing to seem to materialize. And it's so clear to me now when I go back and realize I didn't deserve it. I didn't feel like I deserved it. I didn't actually ever um, align myself with that goal. And this was the process that, you know, I had to come up with for myself. And I truly hope that it helps you because, you know, because Kent hadn't changed his framing and he hadn't, you know, spoken his truth to me, then he was blocking a lot of the goals that we set as a couple because he didn't think that that was going to take him towards happiness. And so as soon as we got aligned and realized, ah, oh, that's for you and this is for me, great, well, we'll just 
we'll go on our own journeys and we'll just forgive each other for you know the different things that we each have to learn and just support each other and stop panicking too much that you know somebody could for some reason block you or be your excuse for you nodding not having that joy and happiness all of the time and the materialization part happens really fast once you have um, changed that reframe um, I found that you know in terms of money you know you say money's flowing to me every day every day every day every day it was amazing how quickly when I had caught that um, scarcity backdrop change it to abundance just little things like um, offers for credit card increases for credit limit or cheaper percentage interest rates um, Medicare checks started to roll in just finding money on the ground people saying oh, I owe you for this or I'll buy you this and it was just literally um, coming at us from every different direction and it was just a simple thing that we was we started to say and uh, it really gave us that sense of control that we were writing our own stories and that we could experience the freedom that we wanted to experience as a couple um, and yet if I had probably sat there seven years ago I needed to have those experiences to get me to where I am now to be able to come up with this process to fast track others to get it so I'm grateful for the, the pace in which I went and so that's the other thing I'd leave you with today is just to think, you know, how grateful are you to, to be able to learn? I mean, there's lots of people around the world who aren't allowed to be in business and allowed to vote a certain way, not allowed to, you know, not worship who they want to worship or worship where they want to worship, you know, lots of different things where you think, well, you know, freedom is really about you doing what you want to do. And nobody can stop you from doing that. You know, you need to make that choice and that decision and realize who on earth would block you from doing that and then go and ask the person ask for permission and you'll be surprised that um, when you when you go in with that attitude and, and really allow whatever's going to unfold to unfold at what the result will be so I encourage you to um, to go through each of those steps and you know just discuss them and uh, really looking forward to catching up with you soon